0: Abortion is a family issue. We only are thinking in that moment. We're not thinking about future, right? Future relationships. These these children, God intended them to be a part of a family.
1: Welcome to the Walk in Truth Minisode, a step closer, where Pastor Michael Lance and others on the Walk in Truth team discuss topics and questions about life from a Christian perspective. You'll also get a chance to get to know the team. Now, let's get into today's topic. This is Pastor Michael Lance. This is part five of mini-sos. This will be our final episode on the leaked Roe v. Wade decision from the Supreme Court and the whole issue of abortion, pro-life, pro-choice, arguments, debates, division, you name it. We've walked through an acronym, LIFE. We've talked about life begins at the moment of conception, logical scientific arguments. We've talked about the issue, what is the unborn? We've given biblical scriptures like Psalm 139. Psalm 51, Luke chapter 1, and others. There's more we could talk about, the shedding of innocent blood, how it stains the land. Um, We've talked about forgiveness, and we've heard a little bit from Angie's story. Um, Angie Plaza's with us, Pastor Shane Lance, and uh, we've talked about how God uh, forgives us, and we can walk through a process of healing. We're going to talk a little bit more about ETERNITY. That'll be the E in our acronym as we go through LIFE. But, um, Angie, you were bringing up something off the air, and it was that we've talked a lot about women. You've done the uh, sidewalk counseling outside of Planned Parenthood. And you've seen some, some pretty dramatic um, experiences from men and grandmas and grandpas. Tell us about that.
0: Um, yeah, so while we're out there sidewalk counseling, I always look at we have the opportunity to minister to whoever's there. And there are plenty of times where um, the young man, the father is there and we have opportunities to talk to him, the grandparents, maybe, you know, the cousin who drove or whatever. It's generally the driver and they're close to the woman or young girl that's going in. And far more times than not, they are not for the decision that the woman is making or the young girl is making. Um, but they don't have a say. So, and specifically with the men and the fathers, we've demasculated, right, the men in our culture and in our society. And I believe that's a big ploy of the enemy because his goal is, right, to break apart the family. And what what better way to do that with women's rights and tell men that they don't have a right or a say for their child, Mm -hmm. right, that that woman is carrying. And so, you know, my biggest thing in raising my son was to raise him to stand up for that life. Should he find himself in that situation? Yes. Um, And we have to start um, discipling young men in a way that gives them back the courage and the strength Mm. to take a stand on those biblical principles and to defend life.
1: You said the very word that I was thinking of courage. So I'm going to take a moment of courage here. When I was in high school, um, I was not a believer. I had somewhat of a foundation um, growing up. I uh, thought I fell in love with a girl, whatever we would define love to be. She was my high school sweetheart. We were messing around doing all the wrong things. Um, I got her pregnant and I drove her to an abortion clinic and um, uh, an abortion ensued. And I was, I think at the time, about 19, 18, 19 years old. I can't remember what my age was. Um, Yes, this is Pastor Michael talking. And um, so, you know, that's so many decades ago now. I I feel like, just like you, Angie, I would say, you know, that's... It seemed like another life. It seemed like it wasn't even me, the man I am today. Yet it was me. And even though I... uh, You know, bask in the forgiveness of Jesus Christ every day. I know I'm a new creation in Christ. I still know that that's something I did. Uh, I didn't have the courage to step up, and, you know, I was just too worried about covering up an inconvenience. Uh, I allowed that to happen to my girlfriend, which, you know, at one point she was my fiance and everything fell apart. So this has nothing to do with my beautiful bride of 32 years. But, um, I have regret for the reality of what that was and what I did. And yet I am a forgiven man and I know that I have forgiveness in Jesus Christ. Um, So I will tell you that I'm not speaking down on anybody. I want you all to be clear. I'm sitting here with my firstborn, my oldest son. I've tried to, you know, motivated by even my past mistakes um my own father leaving when i was 4 years old um a largely dysfunctional childhood a broken home multiple times um i was motivated to do the opposite so once i became a believer and a man who had who had grown up some i tried to impart those uh values to my three sons and um tried to live those values as well uh largely motivated Not only by the grace of God, but by my own past. So I just wanted to get that on record so that you know uh, where I'm coming from.
0: Um, What I always say is abortion is not a woman's issue. It's a family issue. Yeah. Because men regret their role they played in it as well. Um, There are plenty of men who don't even find out until afterwards. Um, there are, and then you know, there are men in your situation, and then there are the men who you know go along but don't want the abortion to happen. But I mean, a whole another topic we could get into is how it affects your future children. Mm. I, you know, in doing this post-abortion um, recovery healing ministry for almost thirteen years now, you—I mean, the amount of siblings it has affected. Because they're missing a part of them as well too. Mm -hmm. Abortion is a family issue. Yeah. We only are thinking in that moment, we're not thinking about future, right? Future relationships. These these children, God intended them to be a part of a family. That family includes grandparents and cousins and siblings and
1: not to mention the body of Christ. Yeah. So we're all
0: missing somebody. We're all missing you know what I mean? What What yes. is the number now in, in abortions? 60 in the,
1: plus million. Yeah.
0: We're missing 60 plus million people we were that doing, should have been here.
1: We were doing a radio program on KKLA and a caller called in and said, we, we've aborted the kingdom of God. Mm. And I didn't quite understand what he meant, but one of our pastors was right with him and said, I understand what you're saying, brother. Mm-hmm. We, we've taken our own children out and offered them at the altar of a false God. Uh, Sadly, because of so many lies, you know, the enemy is quite clever Mm -hmm. and we hear it's a blob of tissue or it's not the right time and we don't realize what we're getting ourselves into. And that's the position I was in, but I can't say I was completely ignorant. I I, I just just made a mistake, but thank God for everlasting life and forgiveness in Christ, Pastor Shane.
2: You know, we are uh, just have a few minutes left here, and um, we've done five episodes, and we've talked about abortion, we've talked about um, the effects on women and on men, we've talked about um, life beginning at conception, we've given scripture to back up that um, belief, and I just think that it's worth our time to, for a moment, address the reality that a baby comes from sex. And... We have an epidemic in our culture right now of people who are doing things the way that they think they ought to do things. And I wish I could say, oh, well, those who are um, engaging in sexual activity and relations outside of um, the confines of marriage are, are predominantly non-believers." But that is just not the reality. And I, mm-hmm. I am pleading with those who are professing Christ – And we could do 10 more episodes on this subject, but I am pleading with you to please listen to the word of God. God has set an order for things and said marriage is where sex is is a beautiful thing and outside of marriage, it is a detrimental thing. Many people listening to this have experienced the negative effects of bringing sex outside of marriage. And one of the things— is abortion. And I heard, um, I forget who, but they said, it would be amazing if people stopped having sex with people whom they were not willing to have a child with. Amen. How that would affect our culture. Mm. And I I am, look, if there are men listening to this, women listening to this, from man to man, from person to person. If you are currently sharing your body and that intimacy with somebody who is not your spouse under a covenant before the Lord, you are in sin and you are hurting yourself whether you realize it now or not Mm. because you will bring that baggage into your future relationships and you guys need to start submitting and humbly receive the word of God and say, you know what? We're doing things out of order. We need to make things right. And I know that it is not just non-believers. I know there are Christians listening to my voice right now You are living with your significant other. You have done things out of order. Repent and turn back to the way that God has for you because it will be the best thing for you. And it's not too late to make things right. And thank God for his mercy and forgiveness. But if you are currently sleeping with somebody who is not your wife or your husband— You are in sin. And I I would ask the question, are you willing to have a child with that person? Mm -hmm. Because if abortion is, if you believe that abortion is what it is, which is the murdering of a child, you need to ask that question.
1: The great scene in John chapter 8, when the woman's caught in the act of adultery, and we know it was a whole setup, but she she was caught in the act and placed before Jesus, right? And Jesus begins to write in the ground. We don't know what he was writing, but we know that all of those who would condemn her, who are holding the rocks to throw at her Mm -hmm. from the oldest to the youngest, dropped the rocks and left because of Jesus's famous declaration. He who is without sin, you throw the first rock at her. And of course, everybody had to walk away that day. Jesus did not condemn her. He said, woman, I don't condemn you. But he did say, go and sin no more. Right. And I think that any person who has heard the beauty of the gospel can can resonate with that. Yes, I've sinned against God. Yes, I've made a mess of things. Thank God that Jesus came.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Thank God that he condemned my sin at the cross. He nailed it to the cross. But there's, there's an implication of receiving grace, and that is that grace teaches us how to live as well. And we live in gratitude, but we don't use grace as a, a license for sin, an excuse for sin. We say, Lord... I see my sin for what it is, and I'm going to go and sin no
2: more. We're called to live a life of holiness and yes. a life of righteousness. And the yes. word holy simply means to be set apart.
1: And it's the best life. It may not be always the easiest or most convenient. Yeah, and I think people the struggle.
2: Life. They struggle with that yeah. idea of, of, of looking different than the world. But friend, if you've called on the name of Jesus, you are following after a man who was murdered for what he proclaimed. And so he promised you many blessings, but he also promised you many struggles and trials through this life for proclaiming his truth in his name. You're
1: going to be swimming upstream, brother, sister, if you're going to live out your biblical worldview. But we can all tell you, the three of us here, even though it's not always easy, it's the right life. It's the best life. It's the most God-honoring way to live.
2: And our E is for eternity. And so as we close this this series and we talk about the long-term you know it's been said eternity is too long to be wrong and i will just tell you that think about the eternal ramifications of the decisions that we make here on earth and know this that the reward which is christ jesus and to be in his presence that's what heaven is is to yes. be in the presence of god that reward far outweighs any persecution, yes. any – any. Um, and for us in America, frankly, right now, it usually looks like name-calling and slandering on social media. Welcome it if it is in the name yeah. of proclaiming the, the, the good news of who Jesus is. Stand firm on the truth, brothers and sisters, because we are in a culture that needs truth. Amen. Amen. And
1: you know what? Another way to just maybe plant a thought in your brain is what do you think God thinks of all of this? Yeah. You know, we are going to stand before our Savior, King, and Lord. What do you think he thinks? What do you think he's going to think about your arguments and what you were trying to accomplish when you thought you were being clever or whatever? So, mm-hmm. look, we all need his grace. That I think that's, that's quite obvious. Angie, I want to give you a, a final word, anything that you'd want to share or bring up as we close this last mini-sode.
0: Yes, I'd just like to say that if you're a man or a woman who is suffering in silence for an abortion in your past, to reach out to us, connect with us so that we can connect with you and walk you through a healing process.
1: So the way that you could do that is two ways. You can email us at contact at walkintruth.com. Email us at contact at walkintruth.com. We also have a phone number you can call 844-48-TRUTH. That's 844-48-TRUTH. Pastors are here at 9 to 4 Pacific time. If an email is easier, contact at walkintruth.com. Angie, if they're not local to us, we're in Corona, California. uh, I'm sure we could get resources to them or find a way to minister to them. Any any other final thoughts?
0: Absolutely. There's all everywhere. There's um, abortion after abortion support everywhere. So we can connect them to somebody wherever they're at.
1: Amen. And I know you have a great heart for that. I know you're yes. ministering to multiple people, I think, every week. And I'm amazed at how much you get done. <laughs> so thank you, Angie. I have nothing Angie. better
0: to do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, Angie, I know your heart and your passion is for the gospel and for people. So thank you, Angie, for sharing your story, sharing your wisdom today. We really appreciate you. Um, you, you do so much to help the body of Christ and to minister so we're grateful for you and for Willie and your family. Thank you for being with us here on A Step Closer. Pastor Shane, I'm proud of you. Uh, Nathan's uh, our my, my great son, Nathan number two, <laughs> son number two. Thank you, Nathan, for being on the board and being faithful to what you do on all the tech side. Pastor Shane, um, final thought?
2: Yeah, you know, um, I think that there's so much good content. Um, we could talk for hours about these topics um, and we're not going to be able to capture everything. If if you were listening to any of these episodes and, you know, you're, you're yelling at us in your car, uh, we get it because we realize that this is a very difficult uh, topic. Um, we're not going to be able to cover everything in this episode. But here's what I will just say. Uh, my last thought is to so those of you that are on social media, for whatever this is worth, if this applies to you, You don't have to have an opinion about everything. Mm -hmm. And um, it's okay to remain silent at times. Um, Sometimes we must speak the truth. But there are times where it's okay, friend, to just say, you know what? I'm going to be wise and I'm going to just stay silent. In fact, in Proverbs, this is one of my favorite verses. It says, better to remain quiet than to open your – to be thought a fool and remain quiet than to open your mouth and remove all doubt. Um, and I, is that a proverb or did I just say, that I, I think that's more, that that's
1: more of a life proverb than in the book of Proverbs, but it's true.
2: I think it's a, yeah, <laughs> I think that might be a quote from Abraham Lincoln, isn't it? It, it,
1: it may well be, but wherever yeah. the source is, it's true. Here, I'll
2: say that one more time. I'll just say what I was going to say one more time. Um, yeah, my, my. You know, just in closing, we've covered a lot, and I know this is a difficult subject. There's no way we could cover all of this in just a couple short episodes, but I would just encourage those Christians out there who have a presence on social media, in their churches, in conversations, that we have a lot of discernment when we speak that we use the word of God to mold and shape our worldview. Even when we don't totally understand it, we trust that God's thoughts are higher than our own. And I just see uh, a need for that in the church, that we would be people who proclaim the truth of Christ and we use discernment before we speak or type something possibly on a phone and post it on social
1: media. Amen. Well, thank you both for being with us. We're, we're grateful. This is a step closer, a ministry of walk in truth email address, one more time, contact at walkintruth.com. Thank you for those of you who've been praying for us, supporting us financially, and even suggesting topics for future mini Remember to follow us on your favorite podcast platforms, uh, whatever that may be. Tell a friend about what you're hearing. Go back and listen to the content once again. If you're struggling with, uh, you know, to just to revisit this, you can do that. And we will catch you next time for a brand new series. And we'll we'll leave that as a mystery for now, but we'll be back to you soon on the next minisode of Walk in Truth, A Step Closer. This is Pastor Michael. God bless. Thanks for listening to A Step Closer. Let us know your thoughts on today's topic. You can email us at contact at walkintruth.com You can also let us know a topic or question you'd like us to answer and discuss. Again, email us at contact at walkintruth.com
2: Yeah, it was Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> okay.
0: I'm kind of glad you had to re-say that, though, because yeah. I didn't want people to think that being quiet means they shouldn't say anything right. on the topic. No, I was thinking about it as I said that's, that. I like, that's well. part of the problem is, is that we don't talk about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah.